0: Welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Let's do as many varying audio levels as possible for Sheila's enjoyment. This is uh, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff, alongside Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Lippek. I called him Sports Editor last week, so I made sure to catch myself there.
1: This was a great intro by you just now. Thank you. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm really bringing the energy. I got you. Got to bring the energy in the intro. Hook the people in. You know, get them to listen. Because um, Lord knows we don't really talk about anything overly exciting, of course, on this sports podcast. They
1: could be doing the opposite. They could be getting annoyed and say, yeah, I'm turning this off right mm. now, actually.
0: Well, next week we'll do the NPR-styled entrance, and we'll see how people re- react to it. So, Right. Uh, before we dive into some of the local stuff, we have to talk about uh, the big game from... This past Sunday, of course, the talking about the Blackhawks beating the Dallas Stars 2-1 in <laughs> overtime. Hey, big win for the Blackhawks. First road win of the year. Um, nothing else happens, right, Sunday?
1: This is where things turn around for the Blackhawks, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, that what's was loud. The, what's, I'm sorry.
1: What's the record right now?
0: They are 5-4-4, four, and four, I believe.
1: The Lightning are 8-1. Sorry. Sorry to say that. You know. Anyway, there was a football <laughs> game that played, apparently,
0: on Sunday. Um Super Bowl Fifty Five in the books, and uh, Evan, we'll just let you take the floor on this one. Given your uh, uh, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done it, they ran the table, won a home Super Bowl game in front of not twenty two thousand people. It didn't seem like at least at times
1: looked like, like looked like
0: more for sure. Looked like more. Yeah. The cover quite outs you know helped a little bit, but also man, I didn't seem like twenty two. Uh, Evan, uh, I'll give you. I don't know. 60 seconds here. The floor is yours. Talk about however whatever you want to talk about. 60 seconds. Buccaneers. I could talk for over for hours, <laughs> hours and hours about well. This. we have to keep it on, the, you know, strict time limit here for Sheila. So, but, we'll uh, give you the floor for like at least 60.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously it was awesome. Super surreal. I've been a Bucks fan forever. Um and to go from not making the playoffs for 13 years to somehow in one season winning the Super Bowl, it's crazy. They won eight games in a row to get to this point. Completely destroyed the best team in the NFL. The Chiefs were, for sure, the best team in the NFL coming in. They were all season, 16-2. and two. And the way they just dominated them yesterday, or on Sunday, I should say, un- unbelievable. Super awesome to see all those Bucks players, that, especially Levante David, who's been there since 2012. He's been through all the bad years, and now he's finally a Super Bowl champion. Same with Mike Evans. But yeah, it's just uh, super cool. Bruce Arians for a Super Bowl as a head coach as well, so yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be buying seconds. a good amount of merch here pretty soon to to rep to rep the uh, Super Bowl champs for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, you had nine seconds to spare. That was really good. I'll add something too. Uh, defense, man, amazing. Tampa's yeah. defense just obliterate. I mean, I know the Chiefs' offensive line was decimated, but that defense it was impressive. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. Um, I think they had 29. Pressures on 52 dropbacks, like what I saw, it's yep. insane. Um, and Mahomes like ran for like 500 yards before passes, like just running around the, in the field. Pocket. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. And he, he like he made some amazing throws, and the guys dropped him. Like that one where he's like parallel with the ground.
1: Yeah, that was and amazing.
0: He threw a 30 yards, like sidearm, falling down. It was like matrix stuff, and it was on target, and it hit the receiver of the face. There was another one early in the game too. They hit Tyree kill in the face, and there was a Kelsey drop in there too. Like, Mm -hmm. man, they um, just—it was—they picked a bad time to play their worst game, like ever.
1: They did not show up at all.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. They, they settled for field goals, and, like, that's what ultimately did them in, you know. Both mm-hmm. teams had three scoring drives in the first half, technically, and it was 21-9, you know, so.
1: Tyron Matthew really screwed up getting the goat all riled up I know,
0: there. Tom Brady talking trash. <laughs> what a what a sight. Um, and then, of course, Brady, like, apparently texted him an apology, but, like, I don't – what does that apology say? I'm sorry for absolutely nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's put Connor, Connor McDavid on him, so – uh, congratulations to your Buccaneers winning Thank the you, Super sir. Bowl. Um, yeah, it's okay. I, I wasted a lot of money on Cubs merch too when they won the World Series in 2016. So this Especially
1: is, that was the first one forever. Right, that so. was a
0: long time. You at least can remember a time when the, C- years. the Buccaneers yeah. won one. Still. I had you know that never happened in anyone's lifetime really. Um, the Cubs winning, so that was. I just remembered that next morning my mom giving me. Uh, a lot of money in being like, go buy what we need. <laughs> so really? Bought everyone's shirts. I, w- I was a sacrificial lamb, and that's like I just went to Dick's Sporting Goods, and I bought everyone their shirts, hats, bumper stickers, license plate covers that I still haven't used.
1: Um, is that when you bought the dice, too? Or is No, that I've had the that? dice
0: before that, My Cubs dice in my car. I've had those beforehand, um, but I got the sticker. I bought the mug two days later that I have, um, yeah, it there was no amount of merch I didn't like yeah. It so was you
1: spent just, hundreds of dollars probably. Oh yeah. On merch. Yep.
0: Probably more yeah, more than that, maybe. Um Thousands anyway. Of dollars. It's a lot of money. It was a lot of money <laughs> and it wasn't my money, so I didn't care. Um True. you know, shout out parents. You know, back when I was still a college kid I could just take my parents' money and buy things. Great. Um, so yeah. Tom Brady, goat, yep, seven rings, five Super Bowl MVPs. Sure.
1: I think Gronkowski should have won the MVP.
0: I think um, the linebacker should have won it. Not Levante David, but the other one. Devin White? Devin White. Yep. 12 tackles, three for loss. And the Dude pick. was everywhere. I mean, the defense was the MVP.
1: I love Antoine Winfield with the peace sign yes. on Tyreek Hill. Favorite That part, was great. Favorite scene in the whole game.
0: That was great. Also, weekend halftime show, I'm going to give it a solid B. Wasn't maybe the best, but definitely wasn't the worst Super Bowl halftime show we've ever
1: seen. It sounds like a C then. A C plus. I would give it a B. From like the, I, from I was the entertained. I, just she's saying it. I
0: like the weekend's music, but I, I just didn't uh I didn't it felt like a Grammy's performance at times. I tweeted that out. I'm mean, like, it felt like the like a this was a really solid Grammys performance, but like it didn't feel like a super bowl halftime show. There wasn't as much like going on. You know what I mean? Like like a couple years ago, Katy Perry wrote it a type you know, on the big animatronic tiger thing you know the one year Beyonce there was like eight mirrors around her and there was like eight Beyonce's and I was like that's cool like I like having multiple Beyonce's I'm not going to complain about that and they reunited Destiny's Child that night too you know no no special guests for the weekend you know but again I like his music so like I leaned like solid B maybe B minus but like B to
1: be fair this is a different year COVID. Right.
0: I was wondering, I'm wondering if like if that had anything to do with it, you know, probably, probably had a little bit. Also the people wearing the masks were strange, but
1: it's part of his whole thing.
0: Yeah. His. At least, at least they were wearing masks. I mean, that's good. There was a lot of them in a small area, you know, so it's, that was definitely, especially the, when they were in the mirror thing. That was cool. In the, yeah. And it got the meme out of it. Yeah, so. a bunch of memes. <laughs> Props so. to him
1: for singing, singing. Well, my voice just like did some weird Weird stuff. Uh, props to him for singing live the whole time.
0: Yes, that was also a nice touch. I, I don't like the lip syncing, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're going to do like Super Bowl. So actually singing it was pretty cool. I'll
1: we'll give it uh, a B plus. Whoa. That was a B+, because oh, I'm a big whoa. Weekend fan. Yeah. But you're right, it could have been better, but I feel like maybe he didn't have as much to work with right. because this year's I'm, different I'm than wondering,
0: others. Right, I'm wondering if there were restrictions in place in that sense. Okay, we got done with the Super Bowl talk. We got it out of our system. Uh, we'll probably be talking about it for months because you probably won't. Shameless plug all you, the time.
1: You won't bucks your super bowl chance for the
0: You won't you won't make us forget anytime soon. Um let's shift to the busy week we had in local sports. This is obviously the point of this podcast is to talk about local sports. Since uh, when? Um I don't know.
1: Is this the Goshen News Sports Podcast? This is, is the Goshen News. This? Okay. this is not the Tampa
0: Bay Buccaneers Sports <laughs> Podcast, believe it or not. Or the no. Weekend Sports Podcast, which we just spent three minutes talking about the halftime shows.
1: So. We're, we're like a pop culture podcast yeah. all yeah.
0: of a sudden. the Goshen News Pop Culture Podcast. That's what we are now. Um, we had some girls basketball sectionals all week last week, and we had a couple sectional champions emerge. Uh, Let's start with the one down in Class 3A over at Wallacee. We had the Lakeland Lakers kind of defying um, a lot of the pre-sectional predictions and and, uh, winning that sectional. They won the final 46-33 over Northwood, who, as Adam Yoder predicted last week, he thought they were going to win. They still won two games and got to the final, and they were down one, one point going into the fourth quarter. I mean, that's an... Adam almost had that right. Honestly, I was thinking of that when it went to the fourth and it was a one point game. I'm like, if Adam Yoder gets this right, this prediction right, he's never gonna let me hear the end of it. Live it down. Yeah, he yeah, it's just gonna be something he reminds me of twenty four seven. And man, I wrote a column about it on Sunday, uh just quickly on Northwood before we get to Lakeland. Um that, you know, this is obviously the most challenging year for sports in general with the pandemic, but They had everything, like, that could go wrong, like, go wrong for them, COVID-related, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, They had four breaks, you know, at various points, and they still, like, they get to the sectional with their volleyball coach as the head coach. She hadn't been with the program all year. She's there for a week. And they win two sectional games with her as the head coach. And they almost win the sectional final. Like their head coach, their actual head coach comes back, and I, I don't know. I just, you know, technically, technically, you know, they went three and fourteen this year, and it's probably the quote unquote worst title defense season in the terms of pure record. And I'm not saying that we're terrible, but just they had a minus twenty five differential in wins from last you know last year to this year, but. I, I couldn't help but just sit there on Saturday night and be like, man, like, you know, this is this is the craziest, most unique title defense season ever. And, you know, through it all, here's Northwood with a chance to win a sectional championship. Like it just defies every logic like that. They were there. But I don't know. It was just a crazy, crazy swell of emotions just watching that play out. And it's like, man, if they had won on Saturday, i might have quit. Honestly, I might have just quit right there. That would have been it. Like, that would have been insane. Why? Just because. It's like, I've seen it all. That's it. You know? This pandemic-ridden team wins three games, two of which they probably shouldn't have won if they had beaten Lakeland and win a sectional. Nothing should
1: surprise you anymore, though, with all the stuff that's happened this past year. No,
0: that would have surprised me, I think. (laughs) That would have been really, like, I, I I guess I would have just been like, man, like, just when you think, like, just when you think you know... You know, you you don't, right? So, um, all
1: joking aside, though, big props to them.
0: Yeah, big props to them. Mm-hmm. Seriously, for getting that far um, and pushing a good Lakeland team to the end like that. Now, Lakeland, I say that they kind of you know surprised some people. They were a good team all year. Obviously, they were 17 and seven going into the sectional, but mm-hmm. their second leading scorer, Faith Real, tore ACL on January 15th. And it just seemed like, man, like that maybe took the wind out of the sails, at least from the outside, because they played Garrett a couple weeks later and they looked a little rough, right? And Garrett's a good team, don't get me wrong, but like, it was like, man, I don't know if Lakeland's going to make a run or win a sectional, and it's just a bummer that their best second best player tore ACL. Mm-hmm. But they they bonded together over that, basically. I kind of asked the players after the game, they were like, yeah, that motivated us, like people doubting us that we were not going to win because of faith going down. And they beat Central Noble in the first game on uh, a late rally. They beat um, um, West Noble on a last-second shot from Madison Kyle in the semifinal. And then they rally in the fourth to beat Northwood. And that's their first sectional championship since 1996. And kudos to them, man. I, I think a lot of people who have been kind of following this season all year and knew everything going into that sectional. I don't know how many people would have picked Lakeland to win that one. Uh, Especially
1: without their second-best player yet.
0: Right. And so, West Noble, you know, West Noble was there, and it looked like they were going to maybe benefit from it because they had the bye. And Lakeland just, you know, they gutted it out, man. And props to them, you know, props to that senior group, uh, led by Bailey Hartsoe and and Madison Kyle. They've really, you know, stepped up. That that game on Saturday against Northwood, it was those two. Bailey kind of started it and Madison finished it off. And uh, now they get to go play Griffith in the 3A regional semifinal. Griffith is 13 and 3, but their Sagarin rating was actually lower than Northwood, who was 3 and 13. So basically, Griffith, hmm. it looks like, hasn't played anybody.
1: Um, yeah, just beat up on a bunch of bad teams. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the video did you see the video on Twitter? is there's, um, there's like, many videos the shot. on shot. The Lakeland Lakeland shot yes to advance to the mm-hmm. sectional final. Yes. That's such a big shot there to yes. even get to that point.
0: Right. And that was Kyle hitting that three. Mm-hmm. Which is impressive. And they again they rallied against two really good teams in their first two games and a Northwood team that was playing well time. You know, their record said three and thirteen, but Northwood wasn't playing like a three and thirteen team, obviously, last week. Mm-hmm. Um so the John Harrell prediction has Lakeland winning by 22 over Griffith Saturday morning over at Jimtown. So
1: I don't know if it'll be that. I, mean, I don't know either. We don't know much. I mean, we don't, I don't know, know much, much about, about Griffith, Griffith either, but I,
0: I feel relatively confident Lakeland's going to win that first game. But mm-hmm. I thought, you know, other things that we'll get to here. Um, yeah, it's going to so, be. So <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then they will most likely play South Bend, Washington. In the section and the regional final, if they get there, Washington is playing Kankakee Valley in the first game. Kankakee Valley actually upset Knox in the sectional final, so big upset there. Um, But if it plays out by the metrics, it should be Lakeland and South Bend Washington in that regional final Saturday night over at Jimtown. Washington's a very good team, easily could make it to the state title game. Should be interesting to kind of see. Where uh, how the Lakers stack up if the Lakers somehow win two games Saturday it'd be their first regional championship ever. So
1: was their second best player against, against you know regional in the regional final. I mean we don't know much about. I mean Griffith says thirteen three but you said their Sagan Sagarin rating yeah. is not that great. Mm-hmm. So I mean but if they do end up making the semi state they're going to earn it. So right that would so, be crazy
0: should be should be interesting to watch and. and you know, another team that we got through through the regional is Fairfield over down in 2A. They took care of business this past week. They had got to a bye into the semifinal of the sectional. And, and Evan, you were over there for both their games: the 51-32 win over Bremen on Friday, and 45-23 win over Prairie Heights on Saturday. And uh, you know, one thing I, I I don't know if I said this on the podcast back in like November, December, but I definitely said it out loud to people. I know for sure I said it out loud to people. Fairfield's defense back then even was amazing and they were shutting teams down with their suffocating defense and that played out this weekend as you saw firsthand
1: Mm -hmm. yeah if you look up and down their schedule most of the most of the points they've given up is in the teens 20s or 30s they've only given up more than 50 one time all season that's pretty impressive and I went there obviously this first time I'd covered them and I got to see it firsthand and uh it pretty much lived up to the bill you know what the, how they've been playing uh, the first game against Bremen I watched Bremen the, the game before, like the or Tuesday so what was it the first round of the sectional Friday when no, they played no, Bre- Tuesday oh. when, when Bremen, Bremen played, played West Westview View. yes yeah. and um, they dominated you know down low Moyer she scored 29 for Bremen mm-hmm. against Westview and then fast forward Friday she, I mean, the interior defense for Fairfield is just ridiculous, re- relentless, basically. Like, they're all over the place. She only scored 10 points, and she only got to 10 points because she had hits with like, three or four free throws at the end of the game. Like, she was shut down. She was frustrated. But just the way they play defense, it doesn't – sometimes their offense isn't, like, clicking in all cylinders, but the way they play defense, it just doesn't matter because they're always going to be in a game because they're going to get stops on that side of the ball. So mm-hmm. it was kind of how it was when they uh, played Prairie Heights in the sectional final. Got off to a pretty bad start offensively on both sides. But like I said, defense stopped them. So eventually, once Fairfield got the things going on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, Prairie Heights wasn't going to score. They only scored 23 for the game. So yeah. they took care of business eventually.
0: Yeah, and I said it you know, back in December. It reminded me a little bit of the defense that Northwood was playing at this time last year. Uh, when they made their run to the state championship. Now, that Northwood defense was uh, elite, and this Fairfield defense is very good. Uh, that's going to be the key for them this week if they want to get out of that regional. Mm-hmm. They play Bluffton in the first game. Bluffton comes in with the 14-10 and 10 record. They pulled a mini upset over Eastside, sectional final uh, at Eastside, so a big road win for them. Uh, if you're big on those John Harrell predictions, the John Harrell says 43-33 Fairfield. Uh, for this game so that would put Fairfield in the regional final. And on the other side of that regional is a pretty good matchup. North Judson-Saint-Pierre uh, will play Andrean. Andrean has been ranked number one, I believe, in 2A at times, or most of the time this year. Andrean 18-1, and 1, and North Judson 18-5. and 5. So it's going to be a good matchup between those two teams in that first sectional semifinal. You'll be going down there to Winamac. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Middle of nowhere, so yeah, I feel like that prediction is pretty strong for the regional semifinal. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, obviously, if you look at the record, it's pretty identical. But the way they play defense against right. a team of that caliber, and, I think they they have the edge right. there.
0: And Fairfield's fourteen and eight record is a little deceiving because they they added some really tough games to their schedule as the year progressed. Mm-hmm. You know, they and Brody Garber, the coach, mentioned that too. I think in your story afterwards, it's like we added games in December, January, so we could get ready for February. So yeah. like they're fourteen and eight. They could have gone twenty and five, you know, twenty one and four, but, you know, they yeah. they purposely added tougher schedules. And there are some teams in the NECC too that they play that are, you know, above their weight class, such as like West Noble, Angola, Garrett, right? Like those yeah. are teams that are three A, four A schools, so the record, like them and Bethany Christian, the record can always be a little misleading just because their schedule is tough. You know, Fairfield being 12-8, and 13-8 in the regular season, like, it's pretty good given their schedule was insane at right. times. You know, they picked up good wins, too.
1: That's, um, what, that's what Garber said. He said that's probably the biggest key right now. Right. In postseason, mm-hmm. the difficulty of schedule we, we scheduled in the right. regular season preparing us for now. Right. Yeah.
0: So... Uh, good luck to both those teams. We'll have some more in-depth regional previews for, uh, for Fairfield and Lakeland later this week in the paper and uh, at our, on our website, goshenews.com sports. Plug. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of these, uh, maybe the surprising results. couple teams that lost. Um, biggest surprise to think of last week was Bethany Christian. Um, I don't think there's Shocking, really, yeah. really any Definitely. doubt about that. Um, Bruins were 17 and 6. Fremont was 5 and 18 going into that game, and uh, the Eagles upset Bethany 37-36. Bruins had the most wins in a season in regular season history for the program, and uh, just got tripped up in that that sectional semifinal, man. And uh, kind of uh, that really surprised me. I really thought for sure they were going to win at least that game, set up a rematch with Blackhawk Christian in the final. And, uh, nope, they 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 lost, man. It's insane. That's
1: what but. I was hoping for because I went to that the regular season Bethany-Blackhawk game. It was really good. It was, I mean, arguably one of Bethany's probably one of their best games because Blackhawk's a great team, and they right. beat, beat Blackhawk by double digits in that game. Mm-hmm. So they performed very well. So that's why it's so surprising. And they beat, like, winning a game recently over Central Noble – like, how do you go from that to losing to Fremont? It just doesn't really make sense to me at all.
0: Right. That's that's what, it, like, kind of threw you off. Like, Bethany had so much momentum going into that sectional, and it just kind of all fizzled away there in that one game. And, you know, it's tough for them this year, obviously, but, you know, their two best players are freshmen, right? Mariah Solsfus and Zoe Williams. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, in theory, they're going to be back in these spots in the next couple of years with those two at least. You know, obviously they got to – everyone else around them has to be talented and good, but – you're going to have two two studs, you know, for the next three years, barring anything unforeseen. So, in theory, They'll be good. Bethany should be back. Yeah. You know, tough, tough way to end the season, but they should be back. Um, and then that 4A sectional that we had teams in, Penn. So, you know, they're pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Goshen, Goshen, Goshen and Warsaw played a tough game, man. Uh, Warsaw beat Goshen by four. Uh, just disappointing, you know. This kind of goes back to the blind draw and whatever, but, like, it's frustrating when, you know, you have an 18-3 and regular season, you win the conference for the first time ever, and you get put up against a, another good team right away, you know. Maybe Goshen loses to Warsaw anyway, like if they play in the sectional semifinal, but still, like, you've earned the right, I feel like, to have a bye or play someone maybe less of quality if you have made it, you know. Penn could, could have played their JV team the first two games, Against Concord and Elkhart, and that's no offense to Penn or, or no offense to Concord or Elkhart, but like Penn is just that good, you know. They are. I mean, they, and they beat Warsaw by 25 in the sectional final on Saturday night. So like, they were probably going to beat by anyone by 25 whoever came out from that side. But still, so are
1: they? Just, the, are they the Kingsmen or are they the Kingswomen?
0: They are the Kingsmen. So they're, yeah, they're the Kingsmen. They might. Some people might call them Lady Kingsmen, which like is like a contradiction. I don't know if that's a contradiction. I don't you know, didn't think that was
1: very funny, did you?
0: I mean, you people have said it before, okay. so you're not you're not original. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to go for here, man. Um, the Queens women. You can't play the uh, the new card that much more anymore, man. You've been here for like five weeks, so you can't well, play the dumb over the Queens women. Apparently.
1: What I said not long enough. <laughs> to play.
0: So, so, uh, so yeah, crazy week of girls basketball. We'll see how Lakeland and Fairfield do this weekend. It seems like they could win their first games with. Tough second games on the back end. Um, But, I mean, I've seen crazy things happen. So, you know, Northwood made a run last year, and you never know. So, you know.
1: Trying to get a team to semi-state. Let's do it. Let's
0: at least try to get the one to semi-state. Right. So, all right. Let's uh, talk a little bit about wrestling. We had some uh, wrestlers advance to uh, the semi-state. Speaking of semi-state, I'm going to try to run through these quickly. I apologize uh, to Sheila. So, um, over at the Goshen Regional this past weekend, Northridge won the team title. Uh, back-to-back nor- regional champs, their fourth one in program history. Here's a quick list of all the wrestlers going to the Fort Wayne Semi-State at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. You ready for this? Here we go. Okay. Northridge has seven going through. Regional champions from last weekend, Ibrahim couch at 195, Logan Hooley at 138, Andrew Lockwood at 182, Bo Beau- Brabender at 113. That's the baseball coach's kid, I believe. Um, And then Justin Puckett, Ridge Howard, and Jasper Graber at 120, 160, and 126, respectively, also advanced from Northridge. Northwood had five kids advance. Connor Ratliff at 145, Caden Lone at 160, Hunter Lechleitner at 152, Blake Hare at 285, Junior Trey Tobias at 182, and Lincoln Ratliff at 113. That was six. I'm sorry. I miscounted. Um, Goshen at four. Two, two individual winners, Vicente, Vicente Ekman at 106, Nick Olson at 126, and two others advanced, Eddie Flores at 152, Mitch Daniels at 170. Concord had a regional winner, Brendan Stockman at 152. Andrew Bondurant also advanced at 170. Lakeland will send... Junior Ben Miller at 138 and sophomore Gabe Miller at 113. Fairfield have two set at semi-state over at Fort Wayne. Ryan Keller at 106. Mike Stout at 285. And West has Landon Roy at 132. And Taden Chambers at 138 going to Allen, Con- Allen County War Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne for the semi-state. Wallace C is going to East Chicago Central Semi-State. They advanced eight wrestlers. They finished third as a team at the Penn Regional. They got eight wrestlers to Semi-State. Caleb Salazar at 106, Hunter Miller at 113, Dylan Tom at 120, Brendan Dilley at 126, Logan Stuckman was the regional champ at 132, Jace Alexander was the regional champ at 138, Gavin Malone at 145, and Cameron Zimmerman at 170.
1: Did you work on all these names before the podcast, or are you just winging it right now?
0: Nope. First time I read all of those out loud. Actually, there wasn't that many hard names in there, to be honest. I, There's, that, a There's a couple. a couple Yeah, tough there was ones. a couple tricky ones, but I, I I've seen their names enough to where I, I you know I, I got it. So
1: cool. I'm Congratulations a, to all of them. Yes. It's very cool.
0: <laughs> now now you read them off. No. You're not gonna read them off. No. Do you remember any? If you name any of them right now, just.
1: I think you said Nick Olson. Yep, that's a good one. There you go from Goshen.
0: Good job. Okay. Uh, congratulations to all of them. Should be a loaded uh, semi-state over there at Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Fort Wayne, Allen County War Memorial.
1: It's a mouthful. It's Say a that five times fast. It's a
0: lot of words. It's hosted by New Haven. I don't even know if New Haven is in Fort Wayne technically, but they do it at the Coliseum. So
1: New Haven, Connecticut? Yes. New Haven, Connecticut. It's the pizza capital of the world. Their apparently. athletic
0: director drives from New Haven, Connecticut to Fort <laughs> Wayne to do semi-state wrestling. All right. Uh, Girls Swimming sectionals over the weekend as well. Concord with the team win ends Northridge's three straight sectional winning streak. Concord, 489. Northridge, 473 in the team point. Uh, Miniman won nine out of 12 events. Grace Brenneman, Kieran Stauffer were the stars for Concord. They each, I believe, were on four winning events, Um, whether it be individually or the relays. Just fantastic stuff. Uh, Northridge dominated in the events they've traditionally dominated in. They went one, two, three in diving and the breaststroke, um, which is impressive. That's that's what really kept them in it. Um, so, state swim this week. We have athletes from Concord, Wallasey, Northridge, and Goshen all going to state. Uh, so, if you want to check out their uh, where they're going to be swimming at in the prelims, IHSA.org, IHSAA.org, IHSAA.org. They have the complete heat sheets, psych sheets, all the sheets you need to uh, get uh, ready for the state swim. They're doing the prelims differently this year. They're doing odd-numbered sectionals, do state prelims at noon on Friday, and the even-numbered ones do it at 5.30. And then all the people that advance to the finals swim Saturday at 3.30. Diving is at 9 a.m. Saturday. Um, So... I have a lot of local representation down there. Concord is and Northridge are the two biggest ones. Goshen, I think, had Sam Hunter, and that's it, uh, the 200. I am. And Wawasie had, a, I think, a relay or two go down as well. So, um, they will be swimming at noon. Elkhart is an odd-numbered sectional, so they will be swimming their prelims 12 p.m. Friday at the IUPUI Natatorium auditorium and hoping to advance to Saturday's finals. So, I do not have all their names, so... It would have been a lot. so it's probably for the best. Probably would have been more than the swim. so Or the <laughs> wrestling, sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, and lastly, got to hit on this before we get out of here. Um, had some local basketball news last week. Obviously, we had games going on local boys' basketball, too. But uh, the biggest news of last week, Randy Deshaun has resigned as the Fairfield boys' basketball head coach, along with Richard Toth and Bruce Zimmerman, two of his assistant coaches, effective immediately. Um, in a statement, in a letter to families, um, it was stressed that this was a, their decision to leave at this time. Um, there's been no stated reason why Deshaun and Zimmerman and Toth um, stepped down. But Stephen Hall is the new interim head coach. He actually was a head coach at Indianapolis Northwest for three seasons, 2014 to 16, uh, according to John Harrell's website. Um, so he has some head coaching experience. He's the interim for the rest of the season. Uh, Deshone went 10 and 27 overall in a season, season and a half, I guess, at Fairfield Season, uh, season in and in two three. thirds. Yeah, 1.66 seasons at Fairfield. 1 and 13 this year. The Falcons were 1 and 6 in the conference. Obviously a struggling, uh, rebuilding year down there. But uh, it was pretty surprising. You know, you don't see resignations happen often in the middle of the season or firings like this, especially at high school.
1: Especially in only his second season.
0: (coughs) Excuse me, yeah. Um, But oddly enough, this is the third straight year the NECC has had a coach resign or be fired or something in the middle of the season. So, go figure. Last year, Ed Bentley at Angola. Two years ago, Jim Best at West Noble. Hmm. So, third straight year, NECC has a mid-season coaching change. So... Again, it's pretty rare you see it in high school sports, but...
1: What were the reasons for the other two? No idea. That was never confirmed?
0: I, I mean, no, so... Okay. But, yeah, so, you know, maybe maybe Fairfield, you know, they, they play again. They start their... Or they play again tonight, Tuesday night, here against Bethany Christian. Maybe they can string some wins together here at the end of the season. They're in a tough sectional, you know, with Central Noble, Westview, Churubusco. So, them, their chances of getting out of that sectional are obviously very slim, but uh, don't know if this, this will be a permanent thing for Stephen Hall or not. I guess we'll find out. Maybe he has a month here to win the job. You know, we'll see. Well, since he has
1: head coaching experience already, he definitely has a shot for right. sure.
0: Right, And, you know, like I said, maybe he turns it, turns it around a little bit here and they win some games down the stretch and potentially, you know, maybe he wins the job, you know. so mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, just kind of big news, obviously, uh, you don't see, I guess you don't see coaches resign in the middle of the season. It's pretty so, rare, yeah. <laughs> especially for local sports. Obviously, it happens in pro sports all the time. Coaches get fired mid-season or resign or whatever. But pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, busy week. Another week coming up here. State swim, semi-state wrestling, and regional girls basketball all on Saturday. Super Saturday Part 2 in Indiana. Last Saturday was Super Saturday Part 1. Now we get Super Saturday Part 2 for the winter sports.
1: So what about Super Saturday Part 3 and 4?
0: They happen to. They're coming yeah. up. They're the next couple Saturdays. <laughs> well, let's get to Part 2 first. Right? got to get That's through Part 2 first and then yeah. Part 3 and Part 4. Um, so really I think it ends at 3 to be honest. Um,
1: but Semi-state so not on Saturday?
0: Yeah. It's more of just the fact that wrestling ends next week, so there's no fourth.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Like Gotcha, gotcha.
0: By the twenty on the twenty seventh, it's just girls basketball and boys swimming. There's gotcha. not a third sport in there to worry about, so
1: So it's semi super
0: <laughs> half half super Saturday. <laughs> Two thirds super Saturday. Um yeah, so that's gonna wrap up another edition here of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thanks to everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, once again, congratulations to the Buccaneers. Evan's happy. It means I can pretty much send him wherever he want, wherever I want to send him now, um,
1: for oh, work. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Well, you. <laughs> technically,
0: you can't right now. Your, your car, you know, you're still a new uh, winter driver. Let's just say that. Um, car got
1: smashed, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. Just like Kansas City. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> got him. Um, all right, that'll that'll do it for this week's edition, and we hope to hear. I hope you guys tune in next week.